I bring greetings to you in the name of Christ. <clears throat> the faithfulness of God. This message was born some time ago. And I did ask Jean to lead this song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Do we really understand what we're saying? I thought of David in Psalm 37, verse 25. And I know this verse doesn't, doesn't specifically talk about faithfulness. But David said this, I have been young and now am old. I don't know if I'm old or not. Elmer, am I old? Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And as I thought back over my 20 plus years of ministry, I remember so vividly the evening I was ordained on my knees up here. I thought of all the things that might transpire that go with the ministry. And yet God has always been faithful. Every time I preached, I wondered, God, what's next? What, what do you have for me next? But God has always been faithful in giving a message. And I have been blessed through the years in how God has supplied the need when it was time to do something. And not just only in, the minist in ministry, but also throughout my life. There's many things that I've wondered, how are these things going to come to pass? But I'm here to testify that God's faithfulness is current. It's there. It's available. He is never in a hurry, but he's always on time. But my heart goes out to those people in Ukraine. How are they viewing God's faithfulness this morning? How is it when things are tough? How is it when somebody is being abused by somebody that should be their protector? Do they see God's, God as faithful? Often there's anger that goes with that. I suppose there's anger that goes with the war, the unjust things that happen. As I think of, of Christ and his suffering, was that just? And yet God is faithful. God supplies the need when we are in need of it. Another verse that came to me was this, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. Faithful is he that calleth you who will what? also will do it. It's not us that need to do it. God is faithful in providing what we need when we get there. So, this morning the question is, how does faithfulness look to you? What does to be faithful mean to you? What do you expect from a person that's faithful? What do you expect from God? 
Do you expect God to always bring comfort and peace and healing? And He provides those things, but He also allows other things to sift us and to make us into better people. And I don't know if you're like me, it doesn't always feel the best. But does that mean that God's faithfulness is not present? God is faithful. What does the Bible say about God's faithfulness? Here on earth, mankind, there's nobody that's 100% faithful. But the Bible teaches that God is 100% faithful in all he does in accordance with his divine character. God is always faithful to himself. God is unchanging. Therefore, he can never cease to be what he is, and he will always be consistent with his righteous character. God will always be consistent. God never changes. He told us that his grace is sufficient. That's enough. How do we know God is faithful? The scriptures tell us in Hebrews 6.18 that God cannot lie. And so his scripture says that God is faithful. That's a promise. That's a tremendous promise. God, every time it rains, God has said he would place what in the sky? A rainbow. And he said he would never send a flood to cover the entire earth. Do you always think of that when you see the rainbow? God is faithful in his commitment. How are you and I to our commitment to him? Are we found faithful? What does faithfulness look like like in the Bible? Faithfulness is what we believe and how we live and what we do as a result of what we believe. Faithfulness is a quality everyone admires. When we see a person that's living consistently and faithful, it's a person that we can trust. Isn't that a person that we like to admire? A person that we like to be a part of? But more than that, more than just admiring it, God requires it. It's a requirement for the Christian. The Marines have a motto, and it's a Latin term. I'm not sure if I pronounced this correctly or not. Semper Fidelis, which which means always faithful. As you think of a Marine and the things that they are involved with, the bottom line is the buddies expect you to be faithful. They don't expect somebody to turn their back on them. So it's being faithful. But that needs to be true in our hearts and lives as well. I'm going to read a portion of Scripture in Romans. It doesn't necessarily talk about faithfulness, but I think of God's faithfulness 
And I appreciated Mel's devotional very much this morning. What he talked about with Joshua's faithfulness. Joshua was faith, faithful and he practiced courage. He did that which God called him to do. The other night, I think it was Wednesday night, Vaughn gave a testimony afterward. I think it was Vaughn. It sounded like him. And in his, his testimony, he said, what we need to do is be faithful. And that pricked my ear. This morning, Ira prayed in our Sunday school class, and twice in his prayer, he, he mentioned the fact that we need to be faithful. He also thanked God for the faithfulness of God. So, reading from Romans chapter 5, verse 6. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the un ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Bringing out the fact that God sent his son. His son was willing. Even when we didn't recognize, even before we realized we were sinners, Christ was willing to die for us so that we can have life. But God commendeth, or he proved his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Doesn't that talk about faithfulness? I think that's the bottom line. <clears throat> I appreciate that very much. 2 Corinthians 5.14, it talks about the love of God constraining us. Constraining us. It's always pursuing us. And when we get a vision of that love that's, that's pursuing us, it gives us motivation to pursue others and share that love with others. 1 John 4.19, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. We love him. We return that love back to him because of his faithful love to us. <clears throat> The Merriam-Webster's Dictionary says this, and there's some synonyms. Faithful, loyal, constant, staunch, steadfast, resolute. And they mean firm in adherence to whatever one owes allegiance. Faithful, faithfulness implies unswerving ad, adherence to a person or thing or to the oath or promise by which a tie was contracted. Loyal implies a firm resistance to any temptation to desert or betray. Coming back to the Marines. Constant stresses continuing firmness of emotional attachment without necessarily implying strict obedience to promises or vows. Staunch suggests fortitude and resolution in adherence and imperviousness to influences that would weaken it. Steadfastness implies a steady and unwavering love, allegiance or conviction. Resolute implies firm determination to adhere to a cause or purpose. 
I thought of Isaiah chapter 50 verses 4 through 7. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the, as the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Prophetic scripture. I visualize Jesus setting his face as a flint. This is my purpose in life, and I am here to do that. And as we study the life of Christ, isn't that what Christ did? The faithfulness of the Son of God in the mission that he was called to do. He had his, set, his face set as a flint. The question is, we have been placed here. We all have a mission. Are we being faithful to the calling that God has called us to do? Is my face set as a flint to that purpose, to that calling? <clears throat> Bruce Shelley says this, In modern times, we define a host of relations by contracts. They, these are usually for goods or services and for hard cash. The contract, formal or informal, helps to specify failure in these relationships. The Lord did not establish a contract with Israel or with the church. He created a, con a covenant. There is a difference. Contracts are broken when one of the parties fails to keep his promise. If, let's say, a patient fails to keep an appointment with a doctor, the doctor is not obligated to call the house and inquire, Where were you? Why didn't you show up for your appointment? He simply goes on to the next patient and has his appointment secretary take note of the patient who failed to keep the appointment. The patient may find it harder the next time to see the doctor. He broke an informal contract. According to the Bible, however, the Lord asks, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion for the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Isn't that a tremendous promise? How many mothers that have borne a child and are taking care of the child are not looking after the child's needs? There are some mothers that are, that are guilty of that. But most mothers sacrifice themselves almost for to take care of the need of that child. Some mothers, when the child is sick, they will sit beside the child all night to make sure this child is doing okay. That's a picture of God. That's how concerned he is for us. 
The Bible indicates the covenant is more like ties of a parent to her child than it is to a doctor's appointment. If a child fails to show up for dinner, the parent's obligation, unlike the doctor's, isn't canceled. The parent finds out what the child, where the child is and makes sure he's cared for. One member's failure does not destroy the relationship. A covenant puts no conditions on faithfulness. It is the unconditional commitment to love and to serve. Isn't that a beautiful picture of what Jesus did? Jesus came to love and to serve. How is it with you and I? Are we willing to serve each other unconditional, with an unconditional commitment? In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, God gave this covenant. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. That's the covenant, and it's still relevant today. God is still impressing upon people's hearts and lives and working with our, putting his word into our mind and into our hearts so that we can pass that message on to others. I thought of Psalm 27, verse 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. The faithfulness of God. God will never desert his people. Isaiah 40, verse 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. He will do it gently. I like that picture. God will pick up, pick us up at times when, t- when going is tough. And he will gently carry us along. Isn't that a beautiful picture of God's faithfulness? <clears throat> Moses said this in Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. That's how faithful God is to those that keep his covenant and mercy. God is a faithful God, it says. Psalm 36, verse 5, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. How far is that? That's how great God's faithfulness is. Even though sometimes you feel God may not be around. God isn't sleeping. He's never slept. He's still on duty. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 to 24. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. What? 
Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Jeremiah said this when he was very discouraged. When he was very depressed. This I recall to my mind. Therefore I have hope. He found hope again in God. Hebrews 13.5 Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Isn't that talking about faithfulness? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Even though everybody else will. God will never do that. Hebrews 10.23 Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. He is faithful. 2 Timothy 2.11-13 It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Even though we don't believe the promises in the Bible, God will still be faithful. Isn't that amazing? If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Pretty straightforward. 1 Peter 4.19 Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit, commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. He's faithful. If we follow him, he will protect us. <clears throat> then the verse in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, 10 and 11. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will, will I rather glory in mine infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasures, pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Paul asked God to remove this thorn in the flesh. And God said, no, my grace is sufficient. Doesn't that sound like faithfulness? God is faithful. So what are the benefits to being faithful to God? Being faithful in the way that we live our lives and in how we relate to others will greatly influence the lives of those around us for the good. Proverbs says the righteous man walks in his integrity 
His children are blessed after him. Being faithful is also a great key to promotion in God's kingdom. Faithfulness is a covenant. It's more of a covenant than a contract. It's what we give back to God once we have accepted him. Ten quotes about God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness changes us. God's finger can touch nothing but to mold it into loveliness. God's faithfulness gives us value. God's faithfulness protects us. There is more safety with Christ than in the tempest than without Christ in the calmest waters. God's faithfulness is enough for us. God's strength behind us, his concern for you, his love within you, and his arms beneath you are more than sufficient. God's faithfulness sustains us. The same everlasting Father who cares for you today will take care of you tomorrow and every day. God's faithfulness cleanses us. God sometimes washes the eyes of his children with tears that they may read aright his providence and his commandments. God's faithfulness is revealed to us as we pray. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance. It is laying hold of his highest willingness. God's faithfulness is beyond us. O Lord, thou knowest how busy I must be this day. So God's faithfulness even beyond how busy we are. God's faithfulness is demonstrated by his power in us and around us. God's faithfulness is shown through his love for us. So today, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what life has dealt with you. Remember this, that God loves you and that God is faithful. He cannot lie. His love toward us is a covenant. He has purpose to look out for his people, and he always will. Let's pause to pray. <clears throat> God, we thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you for your mercy and, and your grace. We thank you that you are here. Thank you that you have called us to serve you. Recognize that life isn't always easy, isn't always rosy, but that doesn't remove the fact that you are with us. You give us the tremendous promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us, and so we claim those promises. And you have also promised that if we're faithful, you will be with us and help us. Thank you so much for these promises. Guide our day. Continue to impress this message upon our hearts and lives to become the people that you desire for us to be. I pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. <clears throat>